Coastal Carolina's last stand. It's Locked on Sunbelt. You are Locked on Sunbelt, your daily podcast on the Sunbelt Conference, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, Dave Schultz, Locked On Sunbelt, your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more right now. New customers can bet $5 and get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On to get started. All right, again, special thanks to everybody who is continuing to subscribe. 10 more subscriptions. We're up to 715. So, again, not quite the 1,000. Well, we weren't hoping for 1,000. We're hoping for 1,000 by Halloween, all right? So, more than uh, the 100 that we uh, had been getting, but not quite the 200. But it's still going to be a good month, like 130 subscribers. So, thank you so much. And uh, the audio podcast continue to grow. We had another big day. Uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts, but that's Usually the two that are the most popular. And please rate and review if you're in Apple Podcast. Feels like whenever I put like Sunbelt in the title, it seems to do a little bit better. Maybe it gets caught up in the uh, YouTube algorithm. I, I don't know. But I thought yesterday was a good episode. We're going to preview these games a, a little bit more in depth today. A uh, couple of them, you know, at least three of them. And then we'll do more uh, for the Friday show uh, as well. But I kind of feel like this is going to be the passing of the torch. The torch has already been, kind of been passed, right? JMU took the division last year. I don't think Grace McCall played in that ball game. I mean, JMU kind of handled them pretty handily. Handled them pretty handily. And uh, <laughs> uh, I think Georgia Southern is, you know, this is a big spot for uh, for Coastal Carolina. I mean, I think this is where they're going to end up taking a step back. They lost last week against Georgia State at home. Again, one of those weird deals where the home team doesn't win. That doesn't happen very often. You know, uh, it's a big deal, right? I mean, they don't play a whole lot of Power 5 games at home. I understand that. But Alabama hadn't lost an out-of-conference game at home since ULM in 2007. So again, I, I know they usually don't play teams that are even with them. So it's a thing. And it just tells you how long it takes to, to win at home. And now Georgia Southern is going to be um, at home. They're going to take on Coastal Carolina. Uh, Georgia Southern has done a great job marketing the game, trying to make sure there's a, a packed house. The, the, the Clay Helton, the AD. I think the president of the school have all done social uh, media uh, posts. Uh, they want to make sure they got a good crowd for the game. I'm not sure why that would be an issue. You would think that, you know, if, as long as it's nice weather, and it looks like it's going to be in Statesboro. Uh, they would have a big crowd, whether it's sold out or not. It's another story. Uh, give it up to, again, Davis Britt. All right. He had a historically bad football game against Wisconsin. Um I don't know if I said they could have won that football game or they should have won the football game, but you know, it was a could have, right? It was 14-7 mid-third quarter, and they managed to lose 35-14. That's a neat trick. 
All right. And Wisconsin wasn't doing anything in that ball game. And it feels like the team, you know, did a good job of moving on from that. I know ball state is not, you know, the highest level of competition. And last year when Georgia Southern lost to South Alabama, they ended up playing the Cajuns. The Cajuns weren't all that great last year. And Georgia Southern looked like they didn't want any part of that football game. And I think they lost the next game as well before they snapped out of it later on in the season, especially against App State. So, you know, give it up to, you know, Georgia, uh, Georgia Southern for putting the Wisconsin game behind them. I mean, it's one of those things where, you know, it takes a long time to learn, but you can't do anything about it. So you got to move on and play the next one. And with a, what was a 40 to six ball game over, over Ball State, maybe it was in 40 to three. Now that I think about it, uh, it was 40 to three. So good job by Georgia Southern. We'll see what Grayson McCall and company uh, can do. Obviously, he's still a, a dangerous quarterback. They didn't play particularly well against Georgia State in that ball game. They were behind from uh, the get-go. They did put up you know, 400 yards, averaging seven yards a pass. Rushing was only about 100 yards on the ground, still averaging four yard, more than four yards a carry. They did have a bunch of penalties. And surprisingly, Coastal Carolina did not turn the ball over. Tough to have 400 yards total, almost 300 in the air, 400 on the ground, no turnovers, and you lose the ball game. And you won the time of possession. So it's still a 30 to 17 ball game. And it just never felt like after Coastal fell behind that this was going to be a problem in that ball game for a Georgia State, right? I mean, they fell behind 17 to three at the end of the first half. They got as close as 20 to 10 and 27 17. They were really never in this football game. Georgia Southern could move to four and one with a win. Or no, I'm sorry. Uh, do I got that right? Yeah. With a win over uh, Coastal. And is that 1-0 in the conference? They, this is their first game. So obviously Coastal played uh, last week against Georgia State. Now they're taking on Georgia Southern. And Georgia Southern has an absolute shot of taking down Coastal Carolina. Uh, you know, they're the cocky Chanticleers. And... You know, everyone in the East is going to like taking them while they're down a little bit. I think Tim Beck is going to have is going to be okay later on down the road, but I, I don't think his system fits the players that he has just yet. We know what was good for Grayson McCall with that, you know, triple option, whatever they were doing type of deal, RPO, really hard to defend, and it's not nearly as hard to defend now. That doesn't mean Grayson McCall is still not a really good quarterback. It doesn't mean that they don't have weapons, right? Georgia Southern can't just walk in there and say they're going to win because Coastal Carolina may be down a little bit. I don't think that's the case either. You got to, you know, finish them off. Uh, I think Georgia Southern will do it. It is a high spread, isn't it? It's a six and a half point spread. That's a lot. That'd be one of those games where I think that's going to happen, but I'm not really sure. I think Georgia Southern, I mean, that means Georgia Southern's got to win by a touchdown. Oh, I mean, I think they can. I'm just not super confident to put my money on that. I guess if I was putting money down, I'd 
See, I, 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 that's one I would stay away from. I don't know how this game is going to go. I think Georgia Southern is going to win, but not enough to where I think they're going to win by seven. I'm just not that confident. Uh, it just seems like a lot of points. But again, Georgia Southern seems to be a good football team this year. Coastal Carolina seems to be an average football team this year. That's the way I would take it. All right, uh, let's take a timeout. All right, when we come back, let's talk about you know, South Alabama heading to JMU. It's going to be strength versus strength. It may be the Dukes out on top. All right, let's talk a little bit about, let me tell you a little bit about FanDuel. Snap into action this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $200 in bonus bets, win or lose, if you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, official partner of, of the NFL. All right, Dave Schultz, Lockdown Sunbelt, your team every day. Quickly going back to that, so you can cash out of these games if you think you're going to win. You may not win everything, but... You could win 85, 90, almost 95% of what you're betting. And yeah, that happened to me. Should have done it last week. Should have done it with, actually, I should have done it with a Georgia Southern Wisconsin ball game. <laughs> That's what a game I should have done it with a couple weeks ago. Uh, but Syracuse was going to cover. Got an interception, four minutes to go on the goal line. Doesn't get a first down. Army, which has probably never had an 80-yard touchdown pass in the history of Army football. Throws an 80-yard touchdown pass. <laughs> there goes my bad. <laughs> I don't know why I'm laughing. I should be crying. Uh, all right, Dave Schultz, Lockdown Sunbelt, your team every day. Uh, this was going to be a much bigger ball game, you know, when the schedule came out. And a couple of weeks ago, they moved it to ESPNU. It is James Madison hosting South Alabama. Could have, you know, championship preview on there. This one, I'm a little bit surprised. It's still, it's down to three. This was like five and a half JMU. JMU is only favored by three in this ballgame. I guess maybe the thing is JMU has had three really close ball games. They've won those three ball games. They're four and oh. South Alabama comes in two and two. They've beaten Virginia. They had to come from ahead to win that one. Uh, I think they fell behind Troy, but eventually took a two score lead and hung on to win that one by two. And they led a big lead against Utah State. They were up 24 to nothing against Blake Anderson's uh, Aggies and saw that game tied, although they did win it late. The thing is, the stats between these two teams are the D is it's South Alabama's rushing offense, which is 180 yards a game uh, against JMU's rushing defense, <laughs> which is. 42 yards a game, and that's rounding up. <laughs> uh, it's going to be interesting. Can LaDainian Webb and company, you know, do a number on JMU and get them to, you know, can they run uh, the football? You got LaDainian Webb, Kentrell Bullock, Marco Lee. Those are your three big ones. PJ Martin's got a little bit of time. Braylon Edwards, uh, Braylon McReynolds, excuse me, Braylon, Braylon Edwards, Braylon McReynolds uh, is banged up. He's out for the season. So you got three guys. All right. LaDainian Webb's the main back. Uh, Kentrell Bullock, uh, Bullock is the uh, changeup, if you will. 
and Marco Lee is uh, the power back. They're all averaging, by the way. They're all averaging over f- five yards or more a carry. Marco Lee is at five. Kentrell Bullock is at 5.2. And LaDainian Webb is at 6.5. They are a really good rushing team. In four games, Webb's got six rushing touchdowns, and he didn't play very much in the first two ball games of the season. This is the big one. This is the, this is basically talk about last stand. You know, I'm thinking about as as a program, Carolina's going, Coastal Carolina's going to take a dip. This is the last one for this South Alabama's team. I mean, this is it. Um, they do go to Monroe, then they get Southern Miss and the Cajuns at home. They're at Troy. It's going to be a bummer of a season for South Alabama. They'll try to salvage it. But this is the major competition. It is, I mean, it is, you know, a great matchup. A great matchup with a team that rushes, you know, for 180 yards against a team that doesn't give up 50 yards on the ground. Doesn't give up 50 yards on the ground. Quickly, let's go through that. I mean, let's just see, you know, uh, oh, I did the wrong one. Let's see what the, the numbers are. Just for the heck of it. All right. Bucknell probably didn't rush for too much. Uh, 41. Oh, oh no. I'm sorry. Uh, 62 yards. All right. That's Bucknell. They were behind all game 17 to three. All right. Uh, at half. All right. Virginia. They rushed for. Now, Virginia had 395 yards. 377 were in the air. <laughs> uh, they rushed 18 times. I'm sorry. 18 rushing yards. They rushed 35 times for 18 rushing yards. I'm not sure if that includes, I mean, it does include uh, sacks go down as rushing yards in college um, compared to the pros. So Troy, let's see what they did. They rushed for minus 12, minus 12. That probably is six. So right now, Bucknell has the most yards <laughs> against James Madison's uh, rush defense. And Utah State, Utah State, which put up 500 yards of offense, they came up with 98. They still rushed it 31 times for 98 yards. They still only averaged 3.2. The Jaguars are going to have to rush the football. Now, do you go do the opposite a little bit? Do you does does Kane Womack go in there and say we need to run the football, but we're going to open it with Carter Bradley? You know, do you do the opposite? We're going to pass it to run instead of run to pass. We'll see. It's going to be very interesting to see on how they do this because that will be that's going to be JMU's game plan uh, to stop the run, and then you come after Bradley. If you start off with the pass. That may loosen things up for the run. We shall see. It could be a great ball game. I have no reason to believe South Alabama can win this ball game. I may not even believe it's going to be all that close because they just haven't looked like they they just have not looked the way they should. This was supposed to be the year for South Alabama football, and it hasn't been close to that. Their biggest win is against a really bad Oklahoma State team. Just a really down year for the Cowboys. Uh, all right, let's take one more time out. We will go over Georgia State and Troy when we come back. 
It is Locked On Sunbelt, your team every day. Again, special thanks to everybody to have the, the channel continue to grow. We feel like we're getting into a groove. Uh, again, 715 subscribers on YouTube. Please continue to do it on the audio downloads as well. Pass it along. I had commenters tell me get on the message boards. We're doing it on Facebook groups. I could find the message boards uh, and try to do that. So that's an idea. Uh, Marshall fan was so thankful that I was talking about the herd. And we'll do more if we haven't gotten into it. Yesterday's uh, episode was kind of a quick preview. Now we're doing um, you know, three of the bigger ball games uh, this weekend. And, and uh, just thank you so much. And so we're, we're trying to get the the word out of the podcast. Um, so I do appreciate it. Thank you very much. It continues to grow. And it's a lot of fun watching the numbers uh, take off. And some days, you know, we don't do a podcast like on the weekend. And then the numbers take off in the middle of NFL football. So something catches on. Again, seems to be um, when you put Sunbelt in the title, it catches on. So thanks again. Again, if you are doing it on the audio podcast, Apple podcast, or Spotify, please rate and review especially on Apple Podcasts. It is a big help. That's how other people find this type of stuff is basically how it is. It grows because it kind of grows organically because people are liking it, sharing it, rating, and reviewing it. All right, Dave Schultz, Lockdown Sunbelt, your team every day. Another great ball game. Georgia State had the big win against uh, Coastal Carolina last week. We already alluded to that one. They get Troy this week. Then they get... Marshall in two weeks. So they get a week off coming up. They get Troy this week. And just like South Alabama, because Troy has slipped up a little bit this year, they're two and two. They are coming off a nice win against Western Kentucky. That's for sure. Gonna Watson, like 350 yards. Gunner, I didn't think you had it in you, but congratulations. That's a great ball game uh, by you. Uh, he's going up against Darren Granger. Let's see if he's still rated number one, right? Because that was, right, that was like last Thursday. I'm not sure if he's still number oh, that's not really, uh, number one in the Sun Belt. He was the number one efficiency passer in the Sun Belt. And I think he, you know, he didn't have a great ball game, for lack of a better term. He did not have a great game against uh, Coastal Carolina. Uh, let's see here. Pass efficiency. Do, 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 do. Uh, he had a good game. It just wasn't a all-world, all-time great game, right? He didn't play poorly or anything like that, and he played above average. It just wasn't what he was doing thus far uh, this season. Did I miss it? Did I keep on stats and the leaders, first downs? It looks like this is all the team stuff first. Oh, here we go. All right, total offense. So, again, I think Bryn Davis was ahead of Granger. Maybe Granger fell behind him because he, he only he threw – he didn't throw for that much against uh, Coastal Carolina, like only 195 yards. So he's right below uh, Bryn Davis by about, well, not by about, well, nine yards, less than nine yards, uh, as it turns out. All right, let's see here. Uh, passing average a game, Bryn Davis is, you know, that's what they're going to do. And, you know, Georgia State's going to try and run, run it a little bit. Granger's fallen to fifth in that. Only averages about 250 yards a game. but. You know, second is TJ Finley, and he's averaging 263. So that's not even, you know, it's like 15 more yards between two uh, and five. Bryn Davis leads the conference with 322 yards. Uh, passing efficiency, though, TJ Finley has taken it over. However, they figure it out. It's just a, a one-point edge. Um, 
which is a little bit strange because he's got one interception. Darren does not have an interception. He's thrown a few more passes. He's got one more touchdown and a little bit more yardage, but not a whole lot. So you would think the efficiency would go towards Granger, but it doesn't. Uh, it's going to be a really good ball game. And again, you know, it's going to be, you know, can Georgia State you know, operate with the defense? Also, can Troy's offense operate with Georgia State's defense? Uh, offensively, Georgia State's averaging 440 a ball game, Troy 417. Yards passing is in favor of Troy, and Georgia State rushes for almost 200 yards a game. Troy's defense, though, only gives up 300 yards. Georgia State is 400. That's probably skewed because they gave up a lot of yards to Rhode Island to begin the game, to begin the season. And Troy, again, uh, just like the South Alabama JMU game, Troy, uh, not quite as good as JMU, gives up 88 yards a game on the ground, whereas Georgia State is rushing for 191 yards on the ground. So, again, uh, you have that. Also, Georgia State's rush defense is just as good as Troy's. So it'll be interesting to see. It's a great matchup. It's unfortunately being just streamed on ESPN Plus, I guess. Uh, Georgia State, uh, you know, depending on what happens with that JMU South Alabama game, can take control of the East a little bit. They have a conference win. Uh, Marshall does not, right? They're only three and zero. They've already been off a week. They can have Georgia State can head into the off week with. Um, with a perfect record and 2-0 in the conference, all right? See, this ball game, it's tough. This is one of those games I think Georgia State's going to win. Of course, I thought I got away with one last week. I thought Western Kentucky was going to win and run away with it, but I got the hook, so I got the Troy win, but the Western Kentucky covered. Georgia State's minus one. I think Georgia State's going to win this uh, football game at home. They're really good. Troy, you know, you don't want to say they got lucky, Chris Lewis had a couple of big-time catches. One was a Hail Mary. Uh, really good catch. Leaped up and caught it. It was not like it was a, you know, tip pass or anything like that. But can you do that again? So they got a little bit fortunate. Uh, Chris Lewis having, uh, it, you know, just only got 12 receptions, two of them touchdowns, and one of them was last week. So uh, maybe he's coming into his own. You got a couple of really good running backs. Vidal and Carroll uh, are into it, and... You know, one's got 514 yards. One's got 508 yards. Though Carroll has eight touchdowns to Vitales just two. So it should be a great ball game. Uh, and looking forward to watching that. The, the benefit of the Cajuns, and we'll talk about this uh, more tomorrow, uh, Cajuns are playing early. So instead of the Cajuns playing at 6 p.m. or later and getting out at midnight, now plays at 11, game's over at 2.30. Post-game show is over at 3.30, and I get to do the post-game rage on 103.3 The Goat. The call-in show and talk about it. Uh, and we're done at, at 4 o'clock. <laughs> Hopefully we're done earlier than that. But, you know, we get to enjoy an evening at college football. So we'll be able to get to watch some Sunbelt games uh, later on in the day. All right, again, thanks again for everyone who is subscribing. Please tell your Sunbelt friends and family who enjoy good discussions on Sunbelt. Really do appreciate it. Keep those subscriptions coming. Don't forget about the audio downloads uh, at Apple Podcast and Spotify as well. Once again, I'm your host, Dave Schultz, and you've been watching and listening to Lockdown Sunbelt, your team every day.